This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Hi. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot, so I'd like to invite you to schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Today on Transformative Principle, I am sharing a interview that we had with uh, Joe Sanfilippo with uh, some principals in my school district about telling our story, and it was so valuable. I thought it'd be great to share with you on the podcast today. So I hope that you enjoy this. Also, if you're listening to this as it's released in December of 2017, I want to encourage you to check out the Best Year Ever program by Michael Hyatt. If you haven't done your life score already, go ahead and do that. I've heard from a lot of people who have done that already, and I'm excited to hear the growth that's going to happen because of doing that. Go to transformativeprinciple.org slash best year ever. And as I talk about that, I just want to share one quick thing. Uh, Last year, my wife and I made a goal with that best year ever program to get out of debt and to stop using our credit card. I mean, we've been out of debt for a long time. We were just using the credit card and paying it off every single month. So we kind of justified it saying that we weren't, um, you know, going into debt anymore. But what we found is that we were still going into debt and it was causing a lot of stress and frustration that didn't need to happen. So we made a goal to stop using the credit card and to transition from that into a cash-based envelope type system um, way of doing our money which we've done for many years before that, and we kind of got sidetracked when we did that. Now, not knowing that at the time, uh, we didn't know that we were going to be moving to Fairbanks just yet when we made that goal. And now that we are looking back, we see what a perfect thing that was for us to be able to do before we made that big move up here to Fairbanks. And I'm really grateful that we took this goal setting course best year ever from Michael Hyatt and really grateful that uh, we're able to get ourselves in a good financial situation to be able to move. So once again, go to transformativeprinciple.org slash best year ever, and you can sign up for that as well. And you can start by taking the life score assessment, which is a cool thing to give you a indication of where you're at right now. I just want to uh, welcome everybody and say thank you for coming, and especially thank you to Joe for taking the time to do a uh, a webinar with us. And 
help us in our district make some uh, moves toward doing some better things. So um, Joe is the uh, superintendent of Fall Creek School District in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. And he is um, also an author and a doctor and um, all around swell guy. So um, we'll let you uh, do some more introduction if you want. And um, I'm going to mute myself and then you can take it away and we'll turn it over to you. Sounds good. Well, thanks everybody for being here and, or, and people watching after, after, after the fact, I guess. But uh, I was talking to Jethro a little bit about what, what we wanted to connect on. And I think uh, part of, part of the conversation that has to take place is the idea that, you know, we're kind of set up in this spot where, where a lot of people are talking about what you do outside of what you do. And from a principal lens or from a director lens or from a, any leadership building leadership lens, you have a, there's a preconceived notion about what you do in your school. No, no, no matter what, like, like you have a target on your back because of the dollars that you make. You make more money than other people in the building. Therefore you have different expectations. It's just the way it works. And we talked at uh, when we when I was in Anchorage, we talked a lot about the idea, the difference between right and real. Like I don't believe it's right that you have a target on your back because of the dollars that you make. It's compared to somebody else that's in the building. At the same time, that's what happens. Happens with superintendent lens too. Like that's just that's just the way it is. And we can put our head in the sand and say that that's not how it should be, I, which I would agree with. But then we're not getting any anywhere, you know, with with that. So we have to figure out a way that we can take that platform that we have and try to figure out a way to, to kind of build on it and understand that people are looking at us differently. And if they're looking at us differently, we just have to accept that piece and then move forward. And a lot of times we don't. A lot of times we're like, well, you know, we, we shouldn't have to or we shouldn't be looked at this way or, or this or that just because of our job title. But the, the real response is that's the way it is. And so part A is really kind of figuring out how to make sure that we're okay with that. And as long as we can be okay with that and move forward, we're going to be in a, in a good spot. But when we were talking in Anchorage, we talked about three components of hacking leadership, of uh, doing things just a little bit differently. And, um, and the first component of that was being intentional with the work that we do. The second component of that was opening doors to the, to the, to the outside. So people from outside of the building can see exactly what you do within the building. And then the third component of that is, uh, building your staff to make sure that you're not the only person trying to, to do this work. And I think they all, I hope, well, I truly believe that they all work in concert where you work with how, how are you intentional about the work that you do, which opens doors for the things that are happening, which in turn help you to build staff moving forward. So th- that's kind of the continuum that, that I like to work with when I'm trying to talk to leaders about how we can improve, uh, how we can improve the work that we're doing. And a lot of times what it comes down to when, when we're doing this work is if we don't have the first piece of that little three, you know, three piece puzzle or that pie or whatever we want to call it, if we don't have the first piece of being intentional about the work that we do, then all we're doing is just moving forward. And like, we're, we're just kind of just going and not getting there. I, I kind of make the analogy, like my, my daughter, I take my daughter to, um, I take my daughter to gymnastics four days a week. It's about a half hour away. And I, there are often times that I get to gymnastics I'll give her a kiss on the cheek. She'll go out the door. And then I'll sit there in the parking lot going, how the hell did I get here? Like, I just, we just do. We don't think about it. We just do it. 
And the next thing you know, you're like 20 miles away in a vehicle thinking, what's just happened? You know, and I think we do that in schools a lot. We get to the end of our day and think, what happened? Where did all the time go? Like, I know that I want to be part of this learning community, but I've been dealing with bloody noses and teachers fighting and like, and, and kids and parents and all those issues. And I don't even know if I got anything done. And we get into this over and over and over again. And then the next thing you know, it's March. And you think, where did everything go? And then you're like, you know what? That's fine. Next year, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to make sure that I'm more intentional about the work that we do. And then you kind of float away to make sure that you get everything set by the end of the year. And you're always thinking about like what happens and moving forward. And it just doesn't, doesn't fly out. And I think what I, what I tell people about that whole process and how we are intentional and build success on that. I don't know. Did I talk to you about that whole success and what, you know, what success is and what people really think about it or how it really works? Did I talk to you guys about that at all? You did, but it bears repeating. Okay. So there's that whole success chain. Like, like, you know, when, when we all go to a conference and then, you know, when people, when you go to a conference, people at your building are feeling like really nervous because they think you're going to change anything. Right. So you go to the conference and the whole thing is like, you, you get to that point where you're like, go to a conference network, then you want to implement something and then you want to, everybody to applaud for you. And then you get an award and then you go do it again. Like that's how we think things work, right? But what ends up happening is you go to the conference, you network, and then you go back to your building and everything falls apart because it's so different than when you're at the conference and when you're networking, when you're talking, you think about all these things that are going to happen, but they're not real until you go actually go back to the building and think that, you know, how they're going to be implemented in a place that, you know, not everybody knows exactly what's happening. There you go. That's exactly right, right? So this is, so our, our task has to be to understand that it doesn't look like it is on the left. But but the thing on the right, all those squiggly lines, that's where all the good stuff happens too. Like there's all kinds of great things that happen in that in those squiggly lines. We just don't talk about them because sometimes there's a lot of crap that goes on in it that we don't want to talk about. So we have to think about how do we live within those squiggly lines and still continue to move forward and tell our story in a different in a different capacity. So the first thing that I want to people to be really, you know, cognizant of is the idea that, you know, we, we have to be more intentional about the work that we do when it comes to building a culture of sharing those stories. Because a lot of times those stories that are happening in your building, they're getting lost because people are afraid of what the person next to them is going to say. And that's why they don't do it. It's not because they don't believe that telling the story of their school is real or it's important, it's because they're afraid somebody next to them is going to say, I'm not doing it because I know, if, you know, if you do it, that means I got to do it. So I'm going to slam you for doing it because I know I don't want to do it. And that happens all the time. We, we end up crushing ourselves because we're afraid of what other people are going to say about the work that we do. And we've got to get past that. And the first thing of, of, in doing that for us is just really – being intentional about sharing the story and creating a culture where sharing those stories is okay. So how many people in your building, and you don't have to admit it in the group, but at the same time, I want you to think about your building. And if you could just, and I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of listen for a second. In your building, what is stopping people in general, what's stopping people in general from sharing the work that happens in their space? Go ahead and just, just talk about it for a second. I think go ahead, Kyra. I think it's sometimes they lack the confidence and then in the structure of how to share mm -hmm. and how to give um, feedback. 
Okay. I feel like people probably don't want to feel as if they're boasting. You know that this is a often thankless profession, and I think people are just used to getting their work done and not being recognized or thanked for it or having it projected for people to see. Mm-hmm. And I think people are just busy. There's just yeah. a lot going on, and you don't have time to do that. You're you're getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Who has time to share it? Right. Yeah, and I would echo all that too. That it's that's the thing that I hear the most is just the time piece of that. There isn't enough time to, you know, sometimes try new things or try new things well, but then also just to share it is a, mm-hmm. another time factor. And. You know, honestly, Joe, another issue here that I've heard multiple times in my short time in Fairbanks is uh, concerns about student privacy and that if we share anything, then we are violating FERPA, which just isn't true. But mm-hmm. um, but that's definitely a barrier here as well. Jethro, do you think that people actually believe that or do you think that they're saying that so they don't have to do it? Uh I, I think that there's some of both in that. Um, I, I do think that our district has, has pushed that narrative a lot um, in the past, and so there's, there's some reality. But I, I think that some people claim that as an excuse so they don't have to engage any further. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Good. What else? So do you, does everybody have, do, is there a process at all in place for, um, actually, I, I don't even ask that. I think, and cause I think it's different everywhere. And, and I'm not like, I think sometimes we get into this defeatist mentality of like, you know, if we don't have, if we don't have it perfect, we're not going to do it because we got to make sure that it's perfect. And that you got that whole sense of, you know, you know, um, perfect is the enemy of done process. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to do it and you got to, you have to muddle through it until you get it to the place where, where it feels like it's a good, you know, good spot for, you know, when we were doing those podcasts when we were in Anchorage and we just did some podcasting just really quickly. I think, you know, doing podcasting on a platform like audio boom or Podbean, and maybe not connecting your social media account to it until you feel comfortable with it. That's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, at least you're, at least you're in the practice of doing something. Right. And then when you feel confident in it, then you can kind of create the link. Or if you feel really good about that particular episode, just linking that episode to a Twitter feed and sending it out or sending it to a few people. But I think a lot of times we're afraid of it until we do it. And then we're like, well, it wasn't so bad. I mean, that's just kind of the, you know, the mentality that we have, uh, you know, moving forward. But that comes into that, you know, a lot of people are just really fearful of what's, what's going to, what's going to go wrong. And, um, and I, I don't, the only way to get rid of that fear or, or have that fear subside is to actually go through the process. The fear of the unknown is a whole heck of a lot scarier than the fear of doing something wrong when it comes down to it. If you don't know what the kind, if you don't know what the reaction is going to be, it's like in your building. So in your building, people will take risks in your building. They'll take risks if they know what your response is going to be. If they have no idea what your response is going to be as a leader, they're not going to take risks because they don't, they, they're afraid of the retro, you know, what's going to happen to them because they don't know what your response is going to be. If you're consistent in your response to risk taking and, and, and failure and everything that goes along with it, they're much more likely to take risks because they know how you're going to react. And 
I think that same thing happens with social media. If they, if the, if we know how the district is going to react, if your staff knows how you're going to react, my staff knows if they post something, it's going to get retweeted and, or it's going to get favorited or it's going to, I'm going to have a question about what they're, what they're doing because I want, I want to know. They also know that if those people that are do that are engaging in these social media practices or they're engaging in telling the story of what they're doing, if they want to go to a conference to learn how to do it better, then they're going to go to a conference to learn how to do it better. Right. If they're not doing it, you know, I think we have to think about is it is it if, if, if you just go and listen or learn, but don't do anything with that learning, what's really happening there? So yeah, there's got to be a point that you have to move forward with actually doing something with the information. And a lot of people have ideas, but ideas that they don't follow through on. It's like there's a I, there's a great quote up out there about the difference between dreams and, and uh, or ideas and dreams and dreams with action plans. And I can't remember the quote, but if we're not putting, you know, something to play, something into action, then we've got a problem. So here's what I want you to do with you. I want you to take out something to write with really quickly or a computer. doesn't matter. Just something to, to, to um, you know, to put out there. But I want you to put down on that piece of paper or on whatever you're, whatever you're doing, I'm going to give you like, mm, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. And in, in those 30 seconds, I want you to write down everything that you have to do during the day. Everything that you have to do during the day. Everything that you have to do. Ready? And go. Okay, time. All right. How many did you get to? How many people got to six? Put just put a thumbs up when you get to six. You got seven. Put up a number up of how many you got to in 30 seconds. Oh. That's right. Nice. <laughs> 20 things. Holy cow. Man, fantastic. All right. So on that list of things, write down, I want you to circle the things that you love to do. Oh. All right, now tell me on that list with the things that you've circled that you love to do, where are they on your list? Number one, how many people got anywhere in the top uh, top three? How many people, did anybody circle the whole list? <laughs> so you don't like emails? Because emails are on there. I promise you everybody's got emails written out, right? Everybody got emails? Yeah. No, that Jethro, you don't? Man. That's crazy. Good for you. Well, not really because you can't get in contact with anybody, but that's fine. Whatever you need. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So what ends up happening, honestly, with all these lists or with, you know, when we think about all the things that we have to do, a lot of times the things that are on those lists, that are, we do a lot of stuff that, that happens, but all the things that we don't like to do end up at the top of our list. And then all the things that we like to do are circled. And if I would have given you more time, a lot of times what ends up happening is that the things that we love to do are like, five to 10, somewhere in there. And, and what we want to do is we don't need to make all the things that are on our list that we love to do at the top. We just want to try to move them up one level. 
And you try to move them up one level by trying to figure out different ways to create like gaps within the context of your of your day where you can do that because everybody's busy. But I would I would contend that we prioritize what we believe we will prioritize. Like if somebody said, "I'm going to offer you fifty thousand dollars to organize your desk," I'm everything goes away. I'm shutting it all down. We're going to organize the desk, and we're going to sit here till the desk is organized perfectly, right? I'd prioritize that based on the fact that somebody's going to give me 50 grand to organize this disaster that I'm sitting in right now. Right. And so we prioritize based on, you know, what we value at that time. And a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that we do is we don't logistically plan for it well enough. Like we think about the idea that, you know, a lot of times we'll come in to the, we'll come into the building. We'll come into our school. We'll go right to our office. We'll sit down and we'll do, you know, first thing we do is look at our email and respond to the email. And a lot of times we do that at the beginning of the day. And when we do that at the beginning of the day, when it's the most productive time for humans to be working at the beginning of the day, and we're doing low-level clerical work in that time, we're missing out on a great opportunity to be creative and connect or whatever the case may be. So sometimes it's just logistics. If I, if I was to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write my two notes, like I write two notes to people and take them out you know, over the, you know, the building. If I was to say that I was going to wait till I got into my office and do that every day, half of the days it wouldn't happen. And I know that because I tried it. And the reason is the minute that I walk in, everybody wants a piece of me. So now instead of doing that, now I just write the two notes somewhere else before I get to the, before I get to my office. Just, so it's just logistics. It's just trying to figure out a different way to do it. So, you know, in terms of, as we're doing all of that with intentionality, it's going to create more of that time where we, where we don't feel like we're as busy or we feel like we might feel like we're busy, but we're doing, we're not doing more work. We're doing the right work done more. And that's where we have to get to is because there'll always be work. The question becomes, how can we make sure that the work that we're doing is the right work during that time? And sometimes you got to be okay with giving a little bit of it up, like telling people, I'll check my email at lunch or at the end or never, according to Jethro. You know what I mean? We can figure that out along the way. I'm kidding, man. You have to think about that. Like, what can we logistically do to make sure that we're still getting that work done on the management side? You still have to do the management stuff, but giving ourselves an opportunity to be much more creative and go out and tell stories throughout the course of the day. So that's the intentionality part. And as you open the doors and you get into that piece where you can be sharing those stories, now you're building your staff so you're not the only one. So what if a staff member goes out and puts something out there about a student that's really cool on Twitter and you retweet it, but then not only did you retweet it, then you talk to, now you, you found yourself that you found a 10 minute block in your day. In that 10 minute block, you decided to call the parent of the kid that, that the teacher tweeted about and say to the parent, Hey, I saw this on Twitter today. It was awesome. Mrs. So and so had really cool things to say about this specific incident that happened. I just wanted to let you know that Mrs. So and so felt really strongly enough to put this out there. And that must mean that your daughter or your son had a really cool experience. And I just wanted to say thank you for that because that's awesome, right? So then you hang up. Now, not only have you told the parent that you're valuing their time, now you've told the teacher that you valued the extra time that they're taking to go out and post something different and new to get people excited about the work that they do. So, I think sometimes it's just the logistics of trying to build staff up in that capacity. And a lot of times we don't think about it that way, but that call that you make to the house, if that's an opportunity to build your teacher up to make sure that they, that the parent knew that they, that you're calling because of what the teacher told you. So now it's a different mentality because now the teacher's leveling up. And once the teacher levels up, now they can have a real conversation about where to go next with that process. So that's, that's, you know, I want to make sure that we talked about that piece of it, but, 
and at this point, I think it's, you know, just as important to not bore you to death and figure out a way that we can talk about anything that you want to talk about. So were there things that we either talked about in Anchorage or that you just thought about that you want, that you want me to, you know, kind of speak to any of that stuff that we can kind of spend some time with before we, you know, move forward. Well, hi Joe. Um, I know that uh, one of the things that we are being asked to do is to tell our story, our leadership story and our school story. And um, so we were just kind of hoping for some advice and guidance for that. Our, yeah. our um, audience was originally going to be the school board, but it doesn't sound like that's the case anymore. But presenting to our peers. Okay, so are you so... You're talking about like in a, are you talking about like on a regular basis or like at an event? This is a scheduled time where we come and present our story to our peers. So this is oh, a cool. one-time thing, but how do we then take that and make it more frequent? Oh, okay. Yeah. So for the event, I do like a TED talk kind of really cool, you know, like a, like everybody's got to try to get it down to a five minute, whatever, where you just go out and you know, blast for five. Cause it's so hard to do a five minute talk. It's easy to do a 15 minute talk, but it's really hard to do a five minute talk and it keeps everybody engaged and process and moving forward. So for an event like that, I would do that. The, the thing that we, that you as a group or any group that I work with that I think about how, how those, how the momentum starts, just like we talk about with the teachers that people won't share because of what their colleagues are going to say, same process with principals, exact same process with principals. There's a, because a lot of times, if you guys don't have each other's back, nobody does. And that's just fact, man. Like you got, you have to stick up for each other. And a lot of times there's that, there's that envy piece where you look across the way and think, well, they're doing some really cool things, but they're doing it because their SES population isn't as high or because they have more resources or whatever. It, you have to, we have to eliminate that conversation and say, have, have a real conversation about how we can work together to, to, you know, learn from each other. And sometimes it's just being accountable to each other. Find a partner, a mentor in your space that says, you told me you were going to post three times this week. You told me you were going to tell three stories this week. So let's do, you know, why isn't that happening? Or let's do that. Or let's commit to it to each other. So I'll have, I'll make sure that I get three things out there. I'll have a two podcasts out there. I'll have eight posts out there. I'll have whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll have that done by Friday. And I'm going to call you on Friday to make sure that you've done it too, because we're going to do this thing together. We're in this thing together. And sometimes you don't need a huge tribe. Sometimes you need two. That's that whole that, you know, Seth Godin thing. You don't need like a thousand people. Sometimes you just need three. And that starts the process. Does that make sense, Courtney? It sure does. Thank you so much. Yep. I'm trying to, okay. You'll sing my That's great. That's a total inside joke because Kyra and I were singing my fair lady yesterday. Well, and I I, I, and I think this on purpose. Because I think a little bit of this. I'm all for a five minute gig. Yeah. This is a little different and it's a little lengthier and I can stretch it out, but it's gonna include some song and dance. Oh man. <laughs> you know? It's gonna be a half hour. You're gonna see the best of me. <laughs> So 
I, and I think the other thing about that is we have to be unapologetically optimistic about the work that happened in that space. So yeah. be willing to give positive feedback to your peers about what you really, really like. Honest, positive feedback that helps them move forward. And if they know, if people know they have a cheerleader, they're going to be yeah. in a better place. And what, one of the things that's resonated with our group, honestly, is our audience has changed over the last year. You know, there's no reason that somebody from a school district of 865 kids, 855 kids, should be talking to groups all over the place. But now that we are, now they know their audience is bigger. And now they know that it's not just about the teacher in the room. It's about everybody. Anybody can see what they do. And when anybody can see what you do, it puts a little bit more pressure on, but it also gives you a different perspective because it's not just for the teacher anymore. It's not just for that room. Now our audience is global. And that's a, that's a huge component to what we do. So Joe, can your, your hashtag go crickets, like that's really cool and special for you guys. Can any other school replicate that or can a district replicate that kind of a thing where you've got so much community around that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we like, man, I'll tell you, I love, I love our place. And you know about fall, you people that, I mean, you guys know about fall Creek, but you know, the best parts of fall Creek, right? Like I, we didn't talk about the athletic code appeal that I just heard a half hour ago for somebody who had the fourth and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. We didn't yeah. talk about the parent that came in and got really jacked up. And that stuff happens here too. Yeah. But we're changing the narrative of how we talk about it. So the, that used to be the default conversation. Well, another athletic code violation. Well, another parent in the office. Those things still happen, but we don't, they're not, there's not as much emphasis put on them because of all the positive components that are coming up. I've got, I bet you there's 400. I bet you there's at least 400 people in our school right now. Right now, there's a benefit going on that for one of our staff members who has cancer. And we're, there's a benefit that with food and with like unbelievable amounts of raffle and stuff going on there. And they are out in droves. We're going to shout that all day, right? That's what we're all about. Those are the kind of, those are the stories we need to tell. The other stories still happen. They just don't need to be on the front page. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be on the back page. They can be talked about, but they don't need to be highlight. You know, they don't need to have the picture and the caption and the highlight. They don't need that. They might need a little blurb at the back, but they don't need the other stuff. They still happen. We still deal with it. But at the same time, there's a, there's a better way to do it. And so the more positive components that we can put out there, then when, when you do that, now your people are talking about those things. And I, I just got, I'm sorry, I get a little choked up because I just got a text from somebody that just said, this is the most amazing community ever. And she texted me from down the hallway because she's at the benefit, right? That's amazing, right? We're just out helping a staff member because she can't take care of herself at this point. And that's who we are. And that's what we're going to highlight. But we still have the other stuff going on. We just don't talk about it in public. And that's what it came to, like, with our board, our board, like, you, you, you can email any one of our board members right now, right when we get done, email any of our board members and ask them what the board goals are. They'll know. They'll tell you, because there's only three, right? There's, you know, the answer is always we. 
all of our dirty laundry stays in house and never give up the opportunity to say something great about your school. That's it. That's it. Email any of them and they will tell you exactly those three because they know it and they live it. And we've had some really hard conversations, but when we walk out of a meeting, it's we all the time. And they know that. And I think that part of it is just having the conversation with what it means. So I think it, and, and the other thing that I think we have to, you know, Jethro, the question about like, can you replicate it? Yes, absolutely. But you also have to remember that we're six years into this thing. So when we started, it was crazy bald guy and his tweets. I mean, there was a, there's a, there was a news story on the Twitter superintendent. I mean, little like bogus stuff like that. Right. But we get past all that to this point where now we're all invested in what it means moving forward. So it's really easy, Joe, for us, you know, to get together as principals and to be frustrated, complain, be sarcastic. How do we, how do we start changing that conversation within what we're doing so that we are cheerleading each other and not just piling on with the negativity? Mm -hmm. Well, it starts with taking ownership of, of, of that group and saying, you know what, um, what would happen is if you got, honestly, what would happen if you got to, if you got to work on Friday and you had a card there from a colleague saying, Hey, I just really enjoyed the conversation that we had on Wednesday and really brought up some great topics that we got to work on. Just wanted to say thanks for that. What if that was a card that just showed up at your school? Changes the perspective, right? And it's a card, honestly. And I mean, you have to trust each other that there's times where you're going to have some fun. And, and like my, my admin team and I, we, we, now our meetings are loud and, and, um, you know, aggressive sometimes, um, and not always pleasant, but we walk out feeling like, okay, we're on the same team and we're going to make sure that we're, we're doing this for each other. But we we're you know, we're, we're intense because we're really passionate about the work that we do. And we also know that we're about issues. You know, we talk about issues, but we are about people. So think about it that way. Do something nice for somebody, honestly, <laughs> and, and build momentum on that. What else? So one of the things just to leave you with in terms of like thinking about what it means moving forward is everybody, here's what I, here's what I want you to do. Take it, take a piece, take a piece of paper, right? Draw a circle on it. Break it into three parts. Okay. And then on the outside or somewhere, on one, one piece of the pie, put be intentional. Another piece of the pie, put open doors. And another piece of the pie, put build staff. Intentional, be intentional. Open doors, build staff. Okay. Okay, you have that. Now, at some point before tomorrow at noon, I want you to put two things in those in those areas, right? No. One thing that you do really well, 
one thing that you do really well about being intentional about the work that you do or opening doors or building your staff. One thing that you do really, 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 really well. Okay. That's it. So you're going to do those three things. You do that. Then after that, you're going to think about one thing you want to do differently in any of those three. Don't, not in all three, just in any of them. Any of them. Doesn't matter which one. And write down that one thing. So three things that you do really well. One thing that you want to get better at in one of those areas. And then think about what you can do to get better in that area while still maintaining, continuing to do well in the other areas. And we could, I mean, that's the whole hack plan mentality. You can go to the, you can go to this website and do like build your own hack plan and everything. But this is essentially what it is. Find three things that you're doing well. Try to get better at one thing and then, and then move forward. And don't be the like, don't be this guy. Don't be the, I'm really awful at communication, but you know what? At the end of next month, I'm going to get an award for how great I communicate with people. Like, don't be that guy. Like, that's not going to happen. Just be the, I'm not awesome at the communication piece. I'm going to get a little bit better. I'm going to do two things to make it a little bit better. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to feel good about that. And then I'm going to go and we'll build from there. But if you think about the fact that everybody's A to B is different, and as long as you get to B, it doesn't matter as long as you get there. However you get there, you're going to get there. But get to B, and that becomes your new normal. Now you're moving and you're getting better. You don't have to be perfect. You just got to be better than you were today. That's all. Everybody's kind of striving for that perfection component. And like, you're not going to get there yet. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just be better than you were today. Awesome. I think that's a, that's a great step for us to take, Joe. Thank you so much for being here and for taking the time to chat with us. And I'll be uh, sharing this with all the other principals in our district. Awesome. Yeah, no problem. And, and you guys, you get, you have my phone number. Y'all call me anytime. Um, and anything I can do to help out, I'm around. Okay. Okay. Will do. Thank you. All right. Good seeing you guys again. Have a great day. Okay. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you. Yep. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE.